Hi, this is Mark Graben. This is a bonus episode. It is a short eight-minute excerpt from episode 380, where Dr. Randall Pinkett shares some reflections on being the first and only black winner on the program, The Apprentice. So uh, I ask him about that. He talks about re-watching the entire season recently with his daughter. And uh, we're also joined by Dr. Jeffrey Robinson, a professor at Rutgers Business School, an old friend of Dr. Pinkett's. Dr. Robinson was in the audience the night when Dr. Pinkett was chosen by Donald Trump as the winner and for the strange events that unfolded after that. So I'll let them um, tell that story. I think it's really interesting. I hope you will check out the longer 50-minute discussion that includes a broader set of topics about workplace diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, you can find that episode 380 right below this one in your podcast feed. Thanks. You know, Randall, when you talk about being the first, I, I, I was going to ask this, so I'll go ahead and segue to it. You, you were, I think, you know, quite famously the first and only, as it turned out, Black winner on uh, The Apprentice. Um, and, and, you know, you, you were treated very differently as the winner. Um, I, I, I invite you to tell the story, if you don't mind, about, about what happened and, and some of the dynamics of why you were treated differently than the other winners. So I should mention that this is, it's fresh on my mind because my, my, my daughter uh, found the episodes of the show online and, and we ended up watching uh, the entire season together, uh, which was a fascinating way of reliving the experience through the eyes of someone who wasn't even born when, when it happened. <laughs> That's right. Wow. And you probably haven't watched it yourself in a very long time. Not, not from end to end. I've seen snippets, but not from the beginning to the very end. I, 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 I really enjoyed the journey. Uh, but, but to your question, there were seven seasons of The Apprentice, uh, six uh, where there were white winners and then one where I was the winner. I'm the only person of any color to have won on The Apprentice. And uh, I was season four, so I was right in the middle of the run of The Apprentice. And after I was hired, and for those who are listening who and watching who aren't familiar with the show, it's 18 business people who compete every week on a task. There's a losing team, someone's fired, all the way down to the final two, live television. Jeff was in the audience, uh, Lincoln Center, mm. 14 million people. Uh, I was hired in that moment. Uh, and without getting into too much detail of my performance against my adversaries, which was not equally matched, uh, moments after being hired, I was asked, Randall, do you want to share the title with the white female runner-up? And my thoughts then are quite proudly my thoughts now. It was insulting. It was a moment where people asked, well, if you, let, me cut, let me cut ahead. So my response was, no, if there's going to be a winner tonight, there's going to only be one, and it's going to be me. That was my response. Um, I know that because I just watched the episode just, just recently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then people kept asking, well, why didn't you share, Randall? Why didn't you do the magnanimous thing and share? My response is, no, 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 no. Not why did I share, why did he ask the question? In the first place, if there were three whites before me who were not asked to share, and there were three whites after me who were not asked to share, why am I being asked to share? And so the question is not on me, the question's on him. 
And I would argue that in 2020, we had the benefit of hindsight being 2020, no pun intended, 2020, (laughs) uh, that it was only a harbinger, my estimation of things to come uh, from the man who would now occupy the White House, that um, he didn't want to see me as the sole and single winner. And my message that night is my message today, my message to my daughter. And I said this to her in that moment, after she watched it and said, why did he do it? I said, well, let me tell you what, know this. When you've earned the victory, don't be afraid to claim the victory. And I claim what I rightfully earned. Well, those were the rules of the game. Um, my wife and I watched every episode of that season. We, I, we were cheering for you. I mean, I, I claim, you know, MIT connections and I'd only met you briefly at school, but that was a, you know, a powerful connection and we were rooting for you. And, you know, but anyway, but, you know, thinking back to along the way, um, did you feel like what did was that? I mean, that moment was surprising, but were, were there were, were there you know kind of biases or mistreatment that prejudice you know that that, that came out along the way during those different weeks of, of those competitions or in boardroom moments? That's a, it's a great question, and um, the mechanics of the filming of The Apprentice is that we actually have very little contact with Donald during the filming because. He is largely there to announce the task, go away, come back, tell you who won, go away. And only if you lose, do you then see him again in the boardroom. Um, so I, you know, and as the winner, I, I didn't see him much in the boardroom. Um, so I, I didn't have much substantive contact with Donald during the filming of the show. And so the answer to that question is, is actually no. Although I did hear the rumors leading up to the finale that he was considering asking me to share or that he, he might consider a double hiring. And J- Jeff knows because we prepared, uh, he and I and our executive team at BCT for the various scenarios, mm. including close to the one that unfolded. But then I worked for the Trump organization after I won. And there I began to see a different side. Um, and to our whole conversation, I was the only person of color in any executive capacity for my entire year in the Trump organization. And Donald at the time, had some order of 30 companies under his umbrella, many of which are now gone and defunct. But I met many of the executives who ran those companies, mostly white men. And so it said something to me about does or does not Donald value diversity? Does he value equity? Does he value inclusion? And as the guy who he asked to share, does he value me? And I can only draw the conclusion from his pattern then and now that the answer was no. The answer was no. It's interesting to think about that being a prize. I mean, I'm sure it was an education that <laughs> was maybe not what you were hoping to get when you first applied to be on the show. <laughs> the prize was education, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, and I have no regrets. Uh, I mean, I had a great run on the show. It opened doors. People hear me talk critically about Donald as if I'm not appreciative of what The Apprentice has done for me. No, quite the contrary. I am very appreciative of what The Apprentice has done for me. We wouldn't be having this conversation were it not for The Apprentice. But I have to be true to myself and say that I can be appreciative of the door that was opened, but also be critical of the person who opened the door. And and, and, and that's the juxtaposition where I find myself. So, So it was a great prize, opportunity, platform, however we term it. Uh, but the, but but I, I'm also critical of, of Donald in the, in the same vein, as we all have our work to do. Lord knows Donald has his own work to do. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, now, Jeff, what, what are your recollections of, of some of that scenario planning or, or trying to anticipate what was going to happen there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, it was a serious effort. We had to kind of play out different, different scenarios, different situations that could happen and, and try to anticipate the reaction. And, um, and do we, you know, the reality is we knew that there, if, if he answered the way he actually did, there'd be some blowback. There'd be some people out there who would not like the fact that, uh, you, know, you know, he didn't share or, or whatever. And, you know, we said, okay, well, we, we're willing to, to, you know, Randall, are you willing to take on that heat, um, you know, to stand on principle? And, and, and he was, and I'm glad that he, glad that he was. But, yeah, there was, there was a robust uh, group of folks out there who were, um, you know, very antagonistic towards Randall in, in, in that moment. And, again, just, uh, just watching the whole thing um, happen live is, 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 is amazing. As as you already know, we we start the book with the whole conversation about how, um, as Randall described it, how you know how it all went down, uh, and that became um, a, an organizing uh, you know kind of um, story for the beginning of our book, um, and you know it's it's been a few years since we've written it now, uh, you know, and I'll tell you to tell you the truth, I thought that when we wrote the book, I thought. Oh, you know, we've got President Obama in here. Things are getting better. You know, um, by the time my children are old enough to read this book, it won't even be that that necessary. <laughs> uh, let's just say I was wrong on that one, and you know, now we're and now we're we're on to the next book. 